Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point process, online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter, and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Greg, how long have we been on this journey for, this entrepreneurial journey? How, let's the entrepreneurial see. journey yeah. or the podcast journey? No, entrepreneurial journey. Well, Dave, just the other day, I found a, a wooden stick in my basement because, you know, I just moved to a new house. And this little wooden stick was actually um, a piece of kindling for my very first business when I was in, maybe I was eight years old. And I still have a stick. So I've been doing it for a while, man. You have. My yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. No, it's been, it's, so it's, I mean, in our existing businesses, we're like kind of at the 15 year mark. Yes. Um, both of us have had other experiences beyond, right? And in, when you give someone advice, you know, who's just starting a business, yeah. what advice do you give? Well, <laughs> the advice that I learned the, the hard way, um, which is surround yourself with people who are great at the things that you're not. Simple as that. Even if you are, if you think you're good at tracking, like at the beginning of my business, Dave, I tracked my own books. Um, not with QuickBooks or anything like that, but with a spreadsheet. And um, it kind of worked until it got to a point where there were uh, some problems and CRA got involved. And uh, I was like, okay, I need a bookkeeper. But what ha- would have happened if I did that right from the beginning, right. for example? And of course, right. that elevated to now having a CFO now. Right. But like, what if I had a CFO right from the beginning? So surrounding myself as an entrepreneur with great legal, great accounting, Great marketing. If that's not your specialty, that's it, Dave. There, I I have the exact same words of advice, which brings us to our our guest, Spencer. And Spencer, how do we pronounce your last name? It's Shannon. Shannon. It doesn't look anything like it, but if you think about the boy's name Shane and add an in at the end, you've got it a hundred percent. Got it. Okay. Well, welcome, and uh, we're we're going to. Um, we're, you know, and we have a very important topic to cover with you. Um, you've got a fabulous um, training out there. I love the name of it. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, what, what, what is it? Are we gonna say it? Yeah, it's it's unfuck your books. And you know what? I think every single entrepreneur listening, their ears just tweaked because most, if you if you don't have that support network around you. Your books are fucked. Yeah, but you know, what, you know what? You know what? It's like, but it, but what's funny about what Spencer and we're gonna get Spencer. We're gonna get you to introduce yourself. But I like it's not like it, and, and it's so perfect because it's not like don't fuck up your books. In other words, be careful. It's like your your books are probably already fucked. Unfuck them, right? <laughs> so um, there's no there's no other way to articulate it that resonates quite the same. I know, and well, for those of us who've been down, and we both clearly, <laughs> clearly Greg and I have stories. So, but we're gonna get. Could you please introduce yourself to our guests or to our listeners, Spencer? 
Sure, happy to. So Spencer Shane and and I've be I'm a CPA, obviously, that is my my background, but more importantly, I, I think of myself more as an entrepreneur. I've had businesses over the last fifteen years, uh, bricks and mortar businesses. So uh, I had a manufacturing business for fifteen years, a construction business. We built high-end custom homes and was also involved in a uh, cold storage business. Uh, we had four facilities in Washington State. So I, I've had a very long entrepreneurial journey. As you guys mentioned, I think it's 15 years. I'm sort of between 15 and 20 in my entrepreneurial journey. And just for context, you know, those those businesses combined had well over 300 people. So while I'm not like a big business guy, I've, I've had experiences from small business right up to kind of that medium 100, 150 employee range. Um, so that's a little bit about me. And, and right now I'm on a journey. My, my gift that I want to bring to the world is changing how entrepreneurs experience their books and, and, and deal with their own numbers because I think it's really badly broken. That's why so many entrepreneurs' books are, you know, as you said, they're fucked. <laughs> well, and what, so what, how is it that this is such a common problem yeah. or challenge or whatever you want to describe it as? Yeah, there's kind of two, I think there's like two to three main reasons for that. Number one is, you know, if you think about building a house, uh, you know, think about a, a construction project, everybody intuitively knows there's a general contractor, there's going to be trades and there'll be laborers and there'll be some other people, architects and stuff on the sideline. But everybody intuitively knows that. But when it comes to an accounting department, that clarity isn't there and people are often going to the wrong type of person for the wrong thing. Like they're not getting it. So really, you know, there's there's that bottom tier, the true transactional level. Um, that's usually the bookkeeper, right? And then there's the reporting and compliance to get you the information you need. But so many people don't see that distinction. That's going to be someone called typically a controller. And what often people end up doing, especially emerging business where you're getting to start starting out and there's only so much money to go around, you're going to the transactional, the bookkeeper to actually give you the reports that you're looking for, but not recognizing that they may not have the skills and talents. So, you know, there's really some confusion around who does what role. You know, and you mentioned a CFO at the beginning of the of the uh, podcast here. You know, that's really a strategic person. They're not going to do any of the details for you, but they're going to help you look to the future and build a model of where is going to our cash going to be in three or five years. So one of the two big issues that I think is that people are going to the wrong person for information. Uh, that's one of the other one that I think is an absolutely huge issue is just the difference between entrepreneurs and accountants. <laughs> you know, as a, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and an accountant, so I'm a bit of a freak. Um, but, you know, I went to school for years to learn how to write, create, and interpret financial statements. And for some reason, as an industry, we as accountants think it's okay to bring you a stack of books and go, here you go. Well, you didn't have that same training, so why should I as an accountant think you're going to understand these technical it, – it's basically a different language. It's and you haven't is. been taught to read that language, and we as accountants don't know how to be an entrepreneur. That's we so, didn't go to entrepreneur school. Oh, my gosh. It's so interesting. <laughs> Look, I know I, – and well, here's – I, I want to – something I've discovered, um, and I've seen it. Um, I, have a, I have a coaching business, and so we work with a lot of mm -hmm. – uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs. So I see it in, in our clients. I've also experienced myself. But would it be fair to say, Spencer, that there's a gap 
um, like in terms of like a business, let's, let's say about a quarter million dollars to like a million dollar annual revenue, right? Well, they're not quite big enough to have proper, you know, like to pay the big bucks to get a good accounting yeah. firm to support them. Um, yeah. But there's really no one there to service them. And then they go to the accountants and the accountants, you know, so you, you get your, your, your year end stuff at the end and, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like by the time you read it, it's six months lagging and you have no real true indicators of where your business is at any great, any moment. And it's hard to make decisions now because you know what I mean? And, and, it's, and it's, it's like, it seems it's like the, the, the is, well, okay. Maybe that was my, sorry. I, let me, let me, <laughs> let me interrupt. I hate to interrupt, but I just, I, I can't stop myself. The problem also, if you're relying on your external accountants who do your year ends, not only is it late, but their job is to complete a year end, not to be your business analyst. Right. And while some may give you some advice, again, Think about it. These are accountants who've spent their career doing year ends. They're not entrepreneurs. They're not out in the field doing the type of work that you are. So they're not looking at life the way you're looking at life either. So, you know, it, it's not, that's not the service they're providing. If you're spending 2500 bucks on a review or something like that, there's not money in there for also to be an advisor. They're just doing a technical support job for you. And, and totally. And I find that that the, as an entrepreneur the, the, or a small business owner comes in and they 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 expect that the professional mm-hmm. understands and then so they're talking two different languages and and yeah. then you kind of as you mature in your business you recognize okay they're giving me advice but they don't really understand what their gi- advice they're giving me and you know I got to find someone who understands my business more yeah. and accounting huge principles yeah okay it's a huge frustration and and even and if if I may you mentioned kind of quarter million to a million this problem exists until you're often at the 5 plus million where you can afford a controller and a CFO because otherwise you've only got that bookkeeper who doesn't have the skills to do the reporting for you and the future analysis and the cash flow forecast. That's a huge problem. I once had like, I mean, this is so bad. Like I can feel it. I once had someone, a wonderful person who started doing our books for us, Mm -hmm. who had taken uh, like a, um, uh, whatever, what I can't simply counting course or something like that. Certificate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was just, yeah. and, and the best of intentions and a very nice person, mm-hmm. but was just like trying to do the wrong thing. And it was such an expensive problem to solve. Yeah. Um, yeah. because then he had to get accounting firm in and then what should have been a, you know, at you know, $2,500 year end stuff was like a $12,000 job yeah. just to get everything cleaned and up. You're so, like, why did I just pay that at the beginning? Yeah, but I should, I was like, where were you then, Spencer? Where were you? Where was the trading, man? <laughs> I was still in an operating business at the time. Yeah, the solution didn't exist yet. So. Okay. So, Spencer, yeah. the, as, as you're talking, one of my understandings, and I, you know, my company is a uh, re- relatively small company. Like, we're. Mm-hmm in like a 2 million sales type of area. Sure. Um, yep. But we have invested in a um, interesting model. It's a CFO for hire, if you will, but our CFO yep. maybe has five clients type of thing. So uh, it, yep. it feels like they're very present and their firm mm-hmm. also provides the bookkeeping. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's really good. But when I try to explain it to others about what's the benefit, because I've, I've had a few of his potential customers come to me to ask. And um, um, I said, well, a bookkeeper is looking backwards, you know, to report where you were. And then a CFO or advisor is headlights forward. And they're two completely different Mm -hmm. functions. Kind of like what you just said. Like uh, it's more of the entrepreneurial approach would be the 
the CFO side looking for where are you trying to go? Would you make that distinction? Because when you say accountants aren't entrepreneurial, it's almost like that back, the, the backwards reporting. It's like that's just a technical you know, requirement. Yeah. I think it's just that's a beautiful way to articulate it, the backwards versus forward look and the different the different roles. And I, I would layer one more piece on top of that, that if you just have a bookkeeper, whether they're part time or full time, again, they may not have all the skills where a CFO has a higher level of skill. And there's a you don't know what you don't know factor in there. So if your bookkeeper's not doing things properly, it's really hard to know that if you are not an expert, where a, a decent CFO should be able to look at something, you go, ah, something ain't right here, and mm. then dig in to figure out what's wrong. And I see that all the time where entrepreneurs, they're stuck. They're like, well, I'm trying to become more profitable or make some decisions, but the books aren't set up right or the reports aren't presented properly. And so y you can't make good decisions. You can't improve your results without knowing really where you're at now. So that's the other really important piece that a more senior person is going to bring. Just that years of like, hang on, something doesn't look right. My business has the exact same different, different, um, service provider, but the same, the same kind of concept and it's on a retainer basis. And, Yep. And, uh, but, but they, um, uh, and then, and then this company, CFO Atlantic, it's called actually, mm -hmm. um, ha, you know, says here's an accountant we'd like to do the year end stuff. So there's someone to, mm -hmm. as oversight, so, which makes me feel mm -hmm. more comfortable. Um, so it's, and so there is that middle ground that hopefully the, the market's starting to see. So when, so, so how sure. do you come in and support, you know, your, your, um, you say the surprisingly simple path to financial clarity. So, so mm -hmm. what would be, you know, who are your customers and, uh, or clients and, and how do you, how do you engage them? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we do a service that's not dissimilar to kind of what you described. So we, we do a couple of things. Um, you know, businesses that are actually kind of in the neighborhood you mentioned before that $2 million range where maybe can't afford the full-time controller and CFO. So you get a little bit of each. Um, so, we, you know, we, we make accounting not suck for entrepreneurs and we actually handle all of the bookkeeping. So we do all the transactional stuff. And the crux to that is just setting it up, right? Making sure you're using the right software, making sure the, you know, really boring, painful stuff like the chart of accounts is set up, right? Those types of things. And, and for me, what, what I'm hugely focused on and, what I want to see the results of my work where other people start taking this on as well, other accounting firms, is really delivering information in a way that you're going to understand. And that's a lot of data visualization where literally in like 30 seconds, you can get a really clear picture of exactly where you're at, uh, you know, where you are compared to your budget, where you were compared to last year. And just literally you look at one or two pages, never having to go into a financial statement. That's not your gig. But here's a report where you can know everything you need to know in literally less than 15 minutes a month of work. That's the journey, and that's what we provide is just a package that's just intuitive, easy to understand, and easy to make decisions on. And, and that's also what I teach. Excellent. Well, and so do you, and who, where would, like, um, are you um, limited by geography, or can you work with people across Canada, or how does that, how do you, how do, where do your customers? exists. Yeah, we have clients from Victoria, BC. I mean, I live in Vancouver, um, right out to Halifax. Really? Um, I'm actually going to be there for a conference uh, at the beginning of July, just by coincidence. So no, we have, and we have clients down to the States now as well. So geographically, we're a completely, um, everything's remote. Uh, you know, the cloud technologies today are incredible. You know, they add on the apps, everything speaks to it. It's, it's not perfect, and it has to be set up right. 
and there's some quirks and issues with each one depending on which one you choose but like there's no need to have in-house there there's certain businesses i still think it makes sense to have in-house accounting but if you're looking for an outsourced solution um most businesses particularly under five million should be able to outsource their bookkeeping and have real success with it do you know and well you speak to the tools and i think that's like it's almost there's been this um such a big opportunity it feels like for small businesses now to to access you know really cool tools through and, and through services like yours and the one with Greg and um like an, I like in you know five years ago I did not have this but now you know we, like we went from writing a bunch of checks every month to everything's mm-hmm. electronic payment through this thing yep. called Pluto we use I don't know if, if yep. uh, and yeah, you know Pluto is one of our tools yeah it's a great tool and QuickBooks right. and how it integrates with Pluto yeah. and. And then you know use HubSpot to get. And I'm I'm ta- I'm way over my pay grade right now, but um, <laughs> but it's like it's so it's really cool. So are people surprised? I mean, maybe we're probably unique, Greg and I, in terms of the size of our businesses and uh, and actually having a service like this. Um, mm-hmm. Are are you are people surprised to hear that you know that that they can outsource and and there is a simple solution and actually can help them uh, maximize their their business and their focus more important. Yeah, I don't think they're surprised. I think the, the the challenge is it's just a paradigm where people have been used to having someone come in, whether it's full-time or part-time, they show up at the office, grab a box of receipts and get at it. So I, it's more that paradigm shift. And, you know, if you think about the Jeffrey Moore crossing the chasm of, of technology adoption, I suspect you're both familiar with that. You know, my sense is we're kind of in the early majority what I do a fair amount of speaking. I've, I've spoken all around North America and I always do a bit of a survey who's using cloud technologies and it's still less than half the room, but it's moving quickly. I would imagine that within the next 18 months, when I ask that question, most of that, the room will be putting up their hand. And, you know, I, I describe it like, think about how it used to be when you were traveling. You know, you'd have to get to the airport three hours early. You wait in line, you talk to the attendant, you go drop off your bag. Now you just check in on your phone, show up. Yeah, if you're like me, 10 minutes early before your flight, because I don't bring a bag, you know, it's kind of the difference, you know, of sitting there waiting in a line to talk to somebody versus having it all automated with three questions on a on a console. These tools are phenomenal. And when people start to use them, they're just like, oh, my God, where have you been my whole life? That, that's been you just described my experience exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it was mm-hmm. it was a little painful adoption and but very totally. not not massively painful adoption for me personally yeah. but the relief on the other end of it is just like oh my goodness why what the heck so so you, you know, if, if if and sorry one more ahead. time if, yeah. if you know if, if your listeners aren't using it like the way i would describe it is let's just say you go to starbucks you buy a coffee for you and your client that's five bucks whatever normally you'd take that you put it in a pile the account would pick it up they'd enter it in the system they'd wait for the bank bank account uh the the bank statement to show up they'd match it they'd tick it off and all that then they'd file it now literally all you do is take a picture on an app if you have things set up right but there's an optical reader in the map in the app it talks to your bank it reads the bank statement and it matches it so literally if it's done set up properly the only thing left to do is for your account to hit a green button and say correct just to make sure so literally, it goes from ten steps down to two. It's funny. I we we use uh, Expensify at our at our mm-hmm. company, and uh, I I haven't figured out if there's humans on the other side of this or not because it it's so <laughs> fast and so good. Yeah. And but like there's still a little bit of a delay. I'm like, is there somebody in some other country just looking over that receipt, that digital scan receipt, 
but I'm sure I'm sure it's all AI. <laughs> I mean, they call it optical readers. I, I'm a big fan of Receipt Bank. Is the one that we use more often. Um, it's a very simple one. Uh, the only thing it's not as good of, with compared to say an Expensify is Expensify has a, a better uh, approvals uh, process. So if you know you've got a manager who has to approve it before it goes to for signing or whatever, there's workarounds with Receipt Bank. But Receipt Bank is so simple and easy. Uh, I really like that one too. Well, well it's really cool because you're talking about a lot of neat tools to make to simplify mm. the chaos that most entrepreneurs deal with with uh, with yeah. dealing with their books. In your bio, uh, it says Spencer's training. Unfuck your books. <laughs> the surprisingly simple path to financial clarity. So yeah. t- let's talk about getting people into your training. Like, what? How do you engage? So there's three ways. Uh, the first way, which is being what I've been primarily doing, which is I do a lot of speaking. So I'll do, um, you know, I've, I've got uh, an event in um, next month in Salt Lake. I've got one in Seattle in, in August. I've got one in uh, LA or, you know, so I've, I, I do trainings with different groups, industry groups will bring me in. I've just signed one to do in Atlanta for, um, they do amusement parks and that type of thing. So I speak to industry groups that way, uh, very involved with the entrepreneurs organization, speaking to those chapters as well. Um, the next two ways and one we're literally doing the filming right now is I'll be, re- uh, we have what we call the hygiene roadmap and the insights roadmap. So these are the things you need to do to make sure your accountant is your bookkeeper is doing what they need. And it's kind of like speaking to the entrepreneur. How do you direct your team? Cause a lot of entrepreneurs don't know. So we're, I'm going to be releasing on the website, you know, hopefully very shortly, uh, a series of, uh, kind of one to three minute instructional videos. And that's going to be totally available for free. Um, and then the third thing is my book, which is actually called Entrepreneur Numbers, uh, Entrepreneurial Numbers, as you can make that leap. Um, uh, that's coming out. Uh, I'm just editing, going through the first round of editing. So that'll be out. And that's going to be very similar, but a print form where you can have examples. And this is what my books look like. This is what they should look like. So those are the three ways we, uh, we cool. support people and do training. Yeah. That's great. Now, with your free course, is there going to be uh, a potential to go deeper and uh, have more of a paid engagement to do a, a digital engagement with potential uh, customers? Yeah, so we've built uh, our own technology as well. We haven't built accounting software because there's people with really deep pockets who are a lot smarter than me, like QuickBooks, who've already built it into it. Um, but what we've built is is a way to actually analyze financial statements, which speaks to QuickBooks. We're going to be building other APIs uh, to other accounting software, but for now it's built for QuickBooks. So we also can do some analysis. So if you feel like you've got good numbers, but you need them analyzed or you want to know, are your numbers actually good? We can suck them into our system and we have like a review. We call it a diagnostic. Well, we'll actually look at your entire accounting department and give you recommendations on, is it set up properly? Is the reporting right? Here's an example of what your reporting package could and should look like. Um, so that type of, that's more the paid engagement. That's sort of our, our engagement light, we call it, um, for people that just may or may not want the full service, but they just want some advice. So and for people that want to learn more about the services and you and mm-hmm. what's the best way, where, where should they find you? Yeah, best thing, email me, spencer at shiftfinancial.co, not .com. <laughs> uh, somebody booked that to try and hold someone else for ransom to buy it and I'm not going to pay a ransom. <laughs> um, Good for you. But spencer at shiftfinancial.co. Shoot me a message if you want to chat or just understand a little bit more. Happy to, to talk. And what I'll say is the first maybe uh, – What's the number? We'll say 10 people that are interested. I'll do that initial um, uh, connection to QuickBooks and send you uh, a 
graphical um, representation of your financials so you can see live what's the difference between what you're getting now and what it could be. I'm happy to do that for your the first 10 people that email and I'll do that for free. Wow, man. That's an off <laughs> that's an awesome deal. That's super cool. Yeah. So they should it's, say It's really that visualization yeah. that's so important and if that's the one message that people walk away you know, rather than having financial statements, how do we turn this into pictures? And that'll be on my website as a case study very shortly. Oh, I um, love that. Uh, That's so good. I, yeah, just yeah. As, as an aside, um, we, we get uh, weekly reports uh, for our Monday morning meetings um, to see where we're at. But um, just recently I asked uh, our, our CFO team if they could um, just start, give me some graphs. I'm a very visual person and I'm talking years of not using graphs, you know, um, and it's so fun now. You're, it's almost, you're just gamifying last month. You know, know, if if you look at it, just the one and it's difficult on a podcast because it is very visual, but just picture a regular old line chart. Well, on one line, you've got, what's your labor this year, month by month. You just, tick it off if you do it the manual way. Obviously, this is done automated now. Uh, but you, where's your labor tracking this year? Where was your labor last year at the same time? What was your budget? So literally, in, in, in a second, you will know, without being financially sophisticated, is my labor going the right way or the wrong way? It's, it's not more difficult than that. So it's just about getting the right format, which I'm happy to support your listeners on. Um, reach out to me and I can give some examples. Okay, so if listeners, if you email Spencer, put it in the subject line, boiling point, and then uh, yeah. he'll be able to track that. That's uh, that's yes. fantastic. Spencer, are you in the east coast of Canada ever? Well, he, he just said in July. Halifax. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'm uh, in Halifax for a conference uh, early July. You just threw me under the bus at, at that at that <laughs> at that very at that very moment. I was uh, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I understood the conference. I, I didn't pick up. It was Halifax. Okay, this is yeah. great, yeah. awesome. Well, this is wicked. Yeah. I wonder if there's a uh, if we'll be in that area at that oh, time. I don't know. Possibly. Um, I was just gonna say uh, what I was gonna make one one kind of comment here. Which is, you know, you clearly are an ambitious guy. You got lots going on, and mm-hmm. you still uh, are able to maintain a four point eight two Uber passenger score rating. Dang! You know, that's it's. I work very hard on that. It was funny. We don't. So, have, so that means you're a nice guy too, yeah. right? There, there's another reason to do business <laughs> with you. So I, I'm opening up my Uber right now, and it's fine because we actually don't have Uber in St. John, New Brunswick. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. So I, I don't have it in Vancouver either. Okay, really? so so how do I find my Uber rating? Oh, I'm I'm a five. This is your average oh. rating from from the drivers. Oh, I'm a five. You, you knew Look, that. You no, wanted no, to go I ahead. You I did want... not know that. Look at that. Cool. <laughs> he's got. He's, hey, by the way, he's got one rating, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's, uh, good. Oh, it's, it's the faster. And I'll tell you just one other quick funny thing. I'm I. I when I'm not working, I'm, I'm a big fan of sport. I run a lot. Are you familiar with Strava? The, there's like a running. I'm on Strava. Sport app. I'm on okay, it. So there's, there's segments on Strava and I'm very proud. I broke, a, I, I broke into the top 10 all time on a segment near my house, which is called descent from white Lake. It's a trail. But the, the reason I wanted to get top 10 all times, because it's called descent from white Lake. Hold on to your nuts. <laughs> so I can proudly say that I'm top 10 all time on that one segment because I walked the rest of it to store up my energy. For that one, <laughs> I, I love it. So, so Spencer, I okay. Your, your profile is a, a, a sunset and a, a big vista. Is that you? 
Uh, yeah, I'm backcountry skiing in that picture. That's right. Oh, beauty. Okay, I'm connected to you now. Where, where's White Lake? Okay, cool. Where's White Lake? It's I live in. Uh, it's an area called Horseshoe Bay near Vancouver. Oh, oh beautiful Bay, there, of yeah. course. Yeah. No, where the ferries well. come and go. White yeah. Lake is. It's just in a trail system. Like literally, it takes me. It's a one-hour loop from my house in the trails near in BC. Yeah. Oh, you're in a beautiful part of the world. No, yeah, w- w- one sure. other again, not on topic uh, thing. Um, <laughs> I, I know there's a million apps out there for every sport, but I, I just have Strava. That's it. So I started using it for snowboarding and skiing and oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just to see how many runs I did and all this. And uh, I, I it's got a kilometer per hour uh, you know, feature on it. And I gamified through Strava my, my speed trials on skiing this year. And I got up to 100. <laughs> what was it? It was 111 kilometers an hour at Poli Mountain. And Poli is a tiny little yeah. mountain, uh, Spencer. So, yeah, um, it, it, this does relate because once you can start tracking data, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. start you start gamifying it just like you can do with your accounting. Right? Greg, Greg, exactly. is, Greg is the master of Segway. He can, he can <laughs> Segway. Although I've never it. ridden on a Segway ever in my life. I don't oh. know if I ever will. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> Spencer, thanks so much, man. And you're inspiring uh, people to uh, do the right thing, you know. Uh, well, you're, uh, you're more than that. I think you're making it you're making you're making, making it, it easy for yeah. people to do it, right? And and I think that's an important thing because I think a lot of, and I'm saying this from from some from personal experience, but also have seen clients' experiences. A lot of people are really struggling, and it's so nice to hear that they could they could actually you know go to someone like you and get some support, um, sure. and that they don't have to be you know live in uh, West Van to to drive over to Horseshoe you know Horseshoe and, Bay. And they- the real message that, that I'm trying to bring to the world that I said at the beginning, so it's a good way to wrap up is, you know, I, I really want to change their relationship with their books. It doesn't have to be painful. It's just about, you know, as you said, surrounding yourself with finding the right people, whoever that is, uh, to, to be your quarterback in this area so you don't have to stress about it because no entrepreneur wants to deal with this stuff. Awesome. Spencer right. Shannon, Shift Financial, um, and it's shiftfinancial.com. Co.co. Not com. Not com. That's it. Well, thank you so much, Spencer. Appreciate uh, your time today, man. Thanks, guys. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'll give you a buzz when I'm in Halifax. Yeah, please, please do. do. Seriously, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, love to catch up there. Awesome, Spencer. Take care, man. Bye. All right, bye bye. And now it's time for the Boiling Point Takeaways. That was, that was awesome and so relevant to both of our. Uh, business journeys. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh wait, we 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 need to film our our takeaways. So it is the time of the podcast for our takeaways, Dave and uh, Spencer Shannon was awesome. Yes, and it's funny because um, we at the boiling point had a decision recently. Um, not to ever censor our <laughs> our podcast because we don't really uh, it does it doesn't really get to. Uh, to what's the word controversial you know um on the boiling point but um we we just get people to beep out the 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 explicitives right um that's that's our plan i thought we talked about that right yeah. just, we just go beep yeah or, or no maybe it wasn't maybe we we're just gonna let it go and, and just say that I this don't, who doesn't, I don't remember, it doesn't I don't, matter i don't remember what we landed on to be honest <laughs> with you the fun thing is spencer has a uh, a training called unfuck your books and it's it really, all of us can understand that because when we start our businesses without the appropriate 
uh, supports like accounting or legal or marketing, like I said, um, if it's not your specialty, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't waste your time on it. And so many entrepreneurs do. And I, I, th- I think it was really cool that uh, Spencer was able to pull that out and, uh, and find an opportunity to train people to understand how to connect and communicate with their bookkeeping professionals to get what they need. I thought that was awesome. Dave, I'm going to pass this over to you. No, actually. You're just going to you're gonna film. You don't trust me to do it, do you? Um, I would, you know what? I like the fact that we can actually leverage the technologies out there that makes things so much easier and that you don't have to actually have, you know, stacks of paper and receipts that you're bringing in big envelopes. In fact, and you, you know, you have some great examples of Expensify. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about not writing checks anymore. There's this thing called Pluto and um, you got real time data and it's amazing to actually um, have access to this. And when you're, when you're stuck, when things are set up properly, uh, your life is so much easier because at the end of the day, um, I want to spend, you know, spend time building a coaching business. You want to st- spend time, um, you know, with corporate storytelling, finding customers, inspiring people. We don't, I think, want to spend time in our books, but it's sure no. cool to see those charts. Hey, Amen. Right? Yeah. Chart it up. Yeah. So fun interview. Yeah, it was awesome. Over to you, Greg. Uh, okay. To wrap so uh, thank you everybody for listening and supporting us with the Boiling Point podcast. And the best way for you to support us is to rate and subscribe and also share. If you like this uh, episode or any other episode, please do share. Go to boilingpointpodcast.com. And also, if you are curious about our training, the Boiling Point Process, uh, it's this really fun course that Dave and I put together all about being heard in a noisy market. You can check out details at boilingpointprocess.com. And that is it. So I hope everybody has an awesome week, and we'll see you next week. Look at that shirt. Bam, bam, bam. Greg's going to wear his next thing. I will. I'm going to look like I gained a few pounds. See ya. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.